It's the SWP presented by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. The time to be shopping for insurance is when your record is clean. At that point, should you really be trying to save another 87 cents a month? No. You want to put yourself in the best spot possible for when you actually use your insurance. Call or text me, your insurance guy. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Are you worried your vehicle might not make it through another winter? Then drop in to Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. Now that's peace of mind, folks. Check out JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Good. Welcome to it. It's the SWP again. As we start off a brand new podcast week, you've made a fine podcast choice. Steve Warren, it's Jim Jerome, and we have Daily Tales of Ottawa Sports and whatever. Thank you for being with us. You look fantastic. We hope you enjoy the show. Jimmy in his white t-shirt once again. He's done it again fashion-wise. How are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good, Stevie. I'm all good. Um, Can you roll up your smokes in the sleeve, maybe? Like Fonzarelli. Yeah, like Fonzarelli. Um, You know, speak of Fonzarelli, I used to watch Fonzarelli in high school, right? That's how how old that show is. Happy Days. I remember Mm -hmm. blasting home after school and uh, getting to watch some TV before dinner, and uh, which is all good. I love the Fonz. but those are in the days, Stevie, I think of my, I don't know, I just thought of this, my high school days, uh, I was the president of the student council at St. Joe's Junior High, Steve. Wow. Okay. Head boy? Or head boy, as they called it. There was a head boy and a head girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a real schmarmy story, Steve. We we dated, me and the head girl. The head boy and the head girl dated. That's adorable. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like Archie and Veronica or whatever. Right, I, don't, right. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway... Um, I got to somehow keep that that role, Stevie, even though I was selling bottles of vodka out of my locker in grade ten. Right, because they didn't know you were doing that. I'd imagine. Yeah, no, they didn't know that, but it was it was good. Yeah, I used to steal them from my parents' stock, uh, and then and then sell them, Stevie, sell them in grade ten. So uh, it was close to the drinking age, Steve. Just missed it by about four years. Oh boy. Okay, to that little gray area, Steve. Okay, <laughs> of three or four years. Uh, anyway, those are heady days, Stevie, in yep. high school. I did a year, yeah. of, my first year, grade nine, South Carlton High School. I don't know what possessed me to run for student council. I didn't think I had a chance, and I ended up winning. And I just hated the whole thing. I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go home and watch TV. I want to go play road hockey. I was 14 sure. years old at that stage. I'm like, I got no interest in being part of any sort of executive committee on basically forging a path for the student body. I didn't care about any of them. I was the worst choice possible for student council. Anyway, I didn't do it again. Yeah, I did it. And I I did it at Carleton too. I ran uh, for student council uh, at Carleton university and I won Stevie. I won. I thought that was cool. I liked the whole thing. You know, you just, Uh you kind of just stood in the, if you know Carlton at all, there's the, the uni center is where everything, you know, where the, the Rooster's bar is and Oliver's is downstairs. And, sure. 
and and so there's a bunch of traffic you know the tunnel system at carlton a bunch of traffic that goes through there all the time so i just stood there uh-huh. you know uh, every day all day uh, asking for people to vote for me and then i went and then i got in and i you know my dad helped me because he was a politician you know he said just go knock on a bunch of doors in the residence mm-hmm. you know and just leave a little flyer or something anyway set a record stevie for the most votes well, God knows you had so, time to do that kind of stuff because you were going to class. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that's so true. And then I went to one meeting, Stevie, and I quit after. Yeah, that's like you. I I got in there going, what? what? Three and a half hours here to listen to a bunch of kids who don't know what they're talking about and they're going to make decisions for this massive institution. <laughs> I said, I got to get out. <laughs> yeah. So I, didn't, I didn't last very long. It does look, I mean, it looks good on your resume after all, but you know what else looks good on a resume when you're all said and done uh, a degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I worked on that so, too. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I did Stevie, when I was in university, you know, cause I was progressing as a, as a human. Sure. Uh, is I sold heroin out of my locker. <laughs> yeah that's a no no i did that's an arts program isn't it i don't even know it it is yeah heroin 101 yeah (laughs) try it yourself (laughs) i think my favorite carlton university story that you ever told was i don't know if you were working at oliver's or just a i don't know a patron uh, but at the end of the night on when you're closing down, basically taking a garbage bag and filling it up with draft beer, (laughs) just loosely in the bag and just throwing it over your shoulder, like Santa with toys, beer inside and heading to a post, uh, post work party. I thought that was classic. Well, we tripled them up. You had to, you had to, you couldn't just do one Steve because we were taking enough beer that it would have busted the seams of one green garbage. Right. That's smart. We tripled, tripled them up. And then you'd have this sack of draft uh, so you had to, you know, tie it up and a guy would have to sit with it in the back seat of my car to make sure it didn't swish all over the place, Steve. And then when we got to wherever we were going, we just, we just set it down into a bucket, a garbage bag, you know, in, in, into the bucket. And then you just dipped your mug in or whatever. Nice. You know, I had it in my so. mind that you maybe snipped the corner like a milk bag or something and just started drinking out of the base of it. <laughs> like you were sucking from a cow teat or something no. like that. <laughs> God, I've had a dime for every time I did that, Stevie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, what'd you get up to over the days. weekend? Any? Yeah, absolutely. Good times for sure. What'd you get up to on the weekend? Any sports? Anything grab you? Well, I did. I did. Of course, the big, uh, there, there was, Kevin Lowe had a strong couple of days here. He retired his number. Everyone was asking, and I'm, uh, you know, about why, why was his number not retired a long time ago? Number yeah. four. Uh, and he always uh, stood by and maintained his whole career that because there's a bunch of guys who came before him or with him who, who had their number retired many years ago, you know, including Gretz and, and Yari Curry and Glenn Anderson and Paul Coffey, uh, you know, who all had their number up in the rafters. But he always said that I don't think a number should be retired unless you're in the hall of fame. So that's why he never did it. And, and uh, of course, recently he got, I, I think it's, I think it might it might be this week or in the next couple of weeks that he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. So the city was a was a flutter. It it he was a, he's a remarkable guy. You know Kevin through uh, some of our interviews we did with him. Mm-hmm. I I've, I've known him a long time. Uh, you know I lived with him too, Stevie. 
I made the rounds right <laughs> with a bunch of guys. Would you mind putting and, me up for a couple of weeks here? I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and one of the uh, one of the great nights. Uh, so the house at that time that he owned and I lived in had an indoor pool. Uh, they won the Stanley Cup that year, and they had a one of the most fantastic house parties I'd ever been at. Okay, I've ever ever been at. I, I can hardly go into details. It was so crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the highlight for me was Glenn Anderson's always been sort of tagged as a little odd. Okay, right. a little right. out there, a little a little strange, a little eclectic, Stevie, g- goofy. And then, so people were arriving at this party. It was just fantastic. And then there was a lull, you know, and, and for a couple hours. And then there was a knock at the door. Doorbell rang, and it was Glenn Anderson there with a full 12-foot surfboard, Stevie, that he wanted to bring, bring into course, the pool sure. party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he was tagged uh, as such. You can confirm, in fact, he was actually a little out there. Yeah, to, totally out there. Yeah, 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 totally out there. Great guy. Wonderful yeah. guy. Lots of time for him. Well, uh, but yeah, out there. Certainly, it's a great time to be an Edmonton Oilers fan because they are off to a magical start. You're behind only a couple of teams. Like right now, you got the Florida Panthers, who are just world beaters right now. As we record this, they are 10-0-1. What a start for the kiddies. But the right. Oilers aren't far behind. They're 9-1, and and everybody in hockey is just... They're just blown away by the goal. Then he ended up scoring the other night, and it was just phenomenal. Basically, he picked the puck up at the red line and looked like he deked through three or four guys, and it was all like heavy, heavy traffic. But it's one of the most skilled goals you'll ever see in the NHL. What What was your reaction when you saw that thing? Well, it, it happened on a storybook night, right? Speaking of Kevin, uh, that was the night they retired his jersey. Uh, all the greats were in town, including, uh, you know, Paul Coffey. Mess was here. Mm-hmm. Yari Curry was here. Glenn Anderson was in town. Um, and and they, they were playing the Rangers. Yep. So Glenn, so it worked for Glenn Sather to be here as well. And uh, so they were they were down 4-1 at one point, Stevie, and, and, and came back to tie the thing up. I, I got to five, I don't know, what, whatever. They were down two or three goals and came, slowly came back. Uh, tied it up, uh, and and then won in overtime. Um, so it was crazy. It was crazy. The, the The cool thing was it brought everyone back to the day because it was a full house, Stevie, and uh, you you forget how how you know fantastic sports is with with fans, right? You, you you really do, right? We haven't had it in a couple of years, and so this thing was off the charts. It was like a Stanley Cup final. It was just crazy. Uh, the goal, Stevie, was unbelievable. Got a little lucky, okay, a little bit of luck in there, uh, where he kind of was trying to deke his last guy. Uh, if, if you haven't seen the highlight, it, it is incredible. I've but seen it ten times. Sort of, yeah, the puck kind of bounced there near the end a little bit, but but unbelievable deke. It was. Yeah. It was. I don't know. I think you texted me today. It was kind of like like Bobby Orr scoring, you know, this this goal that he made. He's a very unemotional guy. He 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 doesn't. He doesn't react uh, one way or the other, uh, but this one he did. You know, this one he did. They had a great snapshot of him, you know, scoring the goal and then wheeling around, and someone caught this great photo of him, mouth wide open, eyes just bulging, you know. Um, it was it was crazy. It blew up the internet. Yeah. You know, it, it really did. 
Now, um, before I give you my reaction on it, how about the stat? How about this stat? Right now, Dreisaitl and McDavid have 45 points combined. 45 again. points combined in 11 games. And the stat that I was going to draw to that was that's more than the entire Arizona Coyotes roster has right now combined. Unreal. Unreal. It's yeah. Phenomenal. They did that last year, too. Remember, there were stretches of games. I remember you told me, you said, there's got to be a misprint where they were they were getting three points a game or something between them. Uh, so it's not it's not new territory for them. I think Nugent Hopkins may be up there too in, yeah. on on the on the leaderboard with points. So yeah. um it's a great time to be an Oilers fan, no doubt. They they start tomorrow on a four or five game road trip. Uh, so we'll see, man. We'll see. But but I will say good. this about Connor McDavid, and, and that that was just an example of what he's capable of. Uh, the, I mean, he's, he's had other goals that were real highlight stuff. That one might be the best I've seen yet. And I will say this. I believe there may be guys who in NHL history have handled the puck as well as him, but none better. And I think he's the best at handling the puck with the level of pace that he does. You can have Bobby Orr. You can have Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. I think when it comes to handling the puck, like in a phone booth while, while moving forward with pace, I don't know if there's anybody like him. I think the only guy right now that I would put in his class would be Patrick Kane right now as far as active players. Nathan McKinnon, very good as well. But right. um, not, those guys just don't move forward. They don't handle the puck with that level of skill and that level of speed combined. And that's what makes McDavid oh so special. So Yeah, I, I've always said to see him in person um, – you know, what's it like watching Connor McDavid? What's, what's, what separates him, you know? And some of it's obvious when you see him play. It's the, it's the you know, the flat-out speed, right, that the guy has. Flat-out speed. Watch defenseman going, oh, no, I do not want this here. I do not want this here. I know he's going to get by me, but maybe I can hang in there <laughs> longer than other <laughs> defensemen, you know? Like, he's, he's, he's you know, they're, they're, they're petrified. Petrified when the guy has the puck. What really separates him, in my mind, is, and you had mentioned it, is how fast he is in close with players. Mm. Like how, how, how quick he can kind of move around them, you know, when the guy's only a stick length away, you know, and he does it all the time, all the time. Hopefully what'll happen, like Russ, Russ always said, you can't win Stanley Cups, you know, with one or two players. You need, you need the whole team. But um, the other amazing thing, Steve, is their, their power play. Uh, I, you know, last game, Stevie, before the last game was like, 46 percent or something yeah their power play and they're they're 95 plus percent in the penalty kill so you can look those are big stats when yeah. I, i'm not a big stats guy but those are those are in in and and dry settles face-off percentage is like through the roof of, yeah so they got it they got it all going on but well you don't have to tell anybody in ottawa how good edmonton is because remember the in that whole weird north division thing where you played teams nine and ten times the oilers went nine and oh ran the table in nine games against the Sens last year. And certainly the Sens are in the news today because they've had another COVID outbreak. Oh, no. So when you when you go back to the last time the Senators traveled to America, you got to go back to when the season was interrupted, the 1920 season. And so in the spring of 2020, around March, they shut her down. And it was a case of, holy cow, the Sens come back from this LA road trip and they got, I think it was like six to eight COVID cases. Right. And so at that stage of the game, the league had shut down for many months. 
And the Sens had their first American road trip just last week. They made uh, they made three visits. It was at Dallas. They were in Vegas, and they were in Chicago. And they came back and they played a game this past weekend against Tampa Bay. And it wasn't Vegas. Anyway, they were home to play Vegas on Thursday, and they took on Tampa here on Saturday. And another outbreak. So these trips to America are not agreeing with the Sens. So they have Jack Capuano, their assistant coach. He's in COVID protocol, as are forwards Connor Brown, Dylan Gambrell, and defenseman Nick Holden. So that's uh, that sucks for the Sens, who have enough to worry about as they are skidding out of control right now. Losers of four in a row. They're down near the bottom of the standings again after missing the playoffs four straight years and uh, scuffling right now, giving up five goals in each of the last four losses. So things could be better here in Ottawa for the NHL team. Yeah. What else can go wrong sort of thing, right? Scenario? Yeah. What else could possibly go wrong? Um, yeah. I, you know, is there a diff- is, is the Delta variant out there, Stevie? Uh, you know, biting people now. Um, no, I don't think so. I think everybody's vaccinated, and uh, I don't know if it's the Delta scenario or not here. I think it's certainly, I hate to call anything that's as serious as COVID run of the mill, but this is, I think, the mm-hmm. original strain. And so I don't think it's anything to be gravely concerned about because everybody's vaccinated. It's just a case of you have it, you can't be around other people, so you're in quarantine. And so they have to go into protocol and they're not going to be around the team for a little while. So a bunch of guys have had to be called up. They've called up tough guy, Scott Sabarin. They've called up Eric Brandstrom, Mm -hmm. Igor Sokolov. And I think I'm missing one more, but they had to call up a bunch of guys uh, for their next game in Boston on Tuesday. So yeah, it it sucks. And also on the COVID front, both my teams hit getting hit by COVID and Mm -hmm. the green Bay Packers quite loudly hit, um, with the Aaron Rodgers COVID test, uh, he, he is tested positive. And as we indicated a couple of episodes ago, he may have lied, quite clearly mm. lied about being vaccinated. He said, yeah, I'm immunized. The word immunized, I don't know. It, it seems like you're, you answered a direct question about COVID and said, yeah, I'm, I'm immunized. But uh, so a bunch of things on the Aaron Rodgers front. Um, Mike Fisher has chimed in on what Aaron Rodgers uh, has done here. We'll talk a little bit about the Green Bay Packers and how they did without Aaron Rodgers and much more coming up after these words. Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see and you make the decisions. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford Tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all your stuff. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a family home last year. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, staging, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. And he can do the same for you. We ended up with multiple offers and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So my Packers kind of sucked. 
given that Aaron Rodgers was out of the lineup in COVID protocol and Jordan Love came in. I don't think Jordan Love's going to be ready for prime time anytime soon. He's quite athletic, quite obviously. But the Kansas City Chiefs, on a day where Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs were not able to manage much of anything at all, they managed enough to take down the Green Bay Packers, who were fairly impotent on offense, I'll be honest. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how that works itself out. Aaron Rodgers, is he going to be is he going to be dealing at any with any punishment at all from the NFL? Or is are they going to buy his excuse that in fact he's got I guess he's got some kind of an allergy to some of the ingredients in the COVID vaccine? And so that's mm-hmm. the reason why he's getting his medical advice from Joe Rogan. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But right. anyway, um, yeah, there was a couple of things on that front. Mike Fisher, the former Ottawa senator, chimed in and supported this guy. I don't, I'm not sure where these athletes are coming from. There's part of me that wants to say, okay, you're free to believe whatever you want. But when you're a famous person like these guys are, I, I, you're putting a bad message out there. I feel like, yeah. where's your head at on this whole thing? Well, one thing Aaron Rodgers should, you know, I, I I don't know the whole story about him, but I've seen a bunch of backlash, right, where people are calling him a, a doctor and that he's the medical source now. So he must have, he must, you know, he, I, I did read where he had a homeopathic procedure at his doctor's, right, which is sort of alternative medicine that he figured that would immunize him, you know, and make him, make him immune to the virus. Uh, so he's getting drilled uh, about that, and he's getting drilled about, oh, you're the next, you're you're the you're the board of health, are you, Aaron, on this stuff? Um, well, I, I I guess what they have to, you know, they got they got to pause, right? If you're if you're a superstar or a megastar like Aaron Rodgers is, okay, uh, you, you know you gotta you gotta stand down a little bit first and go, okay, wait a minute here before the you know, before this microphone gets stuffed into my face and they're going to ask me about this, I better really think about it, you know, because it's going to, people are going to hear it. Right. So does he get a, does he get a pass? Does he get a retake on that? Um, Maybe, maybe he does. The whole conversation about this vaccine, Stevie, to me is Mike Fisher, uh, sort of capsulizes it when he says, I will not be told what I have to put into my body. Right. So what do we think about that? You know, what 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 do I think about that? A, par- a part of me, I always kind of use a poison ivy scenario. You know, like if you have poison ivy, it's, it's highly contagious, right? So you don't want to touch anyone who has it. You don't want to rub up against anyone who's who's got a rash or something like that, right? right. So what do you do? Right. What do you do? Well, sometimes I think effectively what Mike Fisher's saying, if you look at that scenario is, well, I'm going to ignore all that. Don't you tell me what I can or cannot do, you know, or, or a flu shot. Uh, you know, no one, no one, no one seems to complain about that. Uh, whether they get it or not. I've, I've never had one just be, uh, for no other reason that I just sort of forget to get it and I never get the flu. Touch well, it's not deadly either. Usually. Right. True. Yes. Yeah. Good point. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think of all this where people now are screaming about these anti-vaxxers are coming out saying, you're not, you're not going to tell me what I have to put in my body. The complication with that, Steve, is if you don't, there's a, there's a really high risk that 
that you're going to get COVID, first of all, and you play on the team. And secondly, if you do, you're going to infect other people without knowing it, Stevie, without knowing it for a while. That's what's really complicated about this. And well, I should so uh, when, let me let, the, let me let me give the uh, the quote from Mike Fisher, the former Ottawa senator, who who these days is almost always appearing in headlines anytime. Not that he does very much, but he appears as Carrie Underwood's husband. Nothing right. wrong with that in the big picture. Uh, but he says, "I stand with Aaron Rodgers. I believe in the freedom to choose what we put in our bodies and the freedom of conscience." He says this uh, this past Saturday, a day after Rodgers addressed his unvaccinated status. I agree with Aaron in that the science clearly shows the vaccinated spread COVID at basically the same rate as the unvaccinated. The NHL, NFL, and other leagues are ignoring the science and choosing to coerce coerce, and punish unvaccinated players with these restrictions. If they really cared about people's health, they would have daily testing for all. And uh, Fisher claimed the response to the COVID-19 crisis since it began in early 2020 has shown that this is not about our health. It's about our about control over our lives. And that's where it really starts to look tinfoil hat time. I don't well, think anybody's that I don't think anybody at the top of the food chain is, you know, and that's a bad way to put it, but I don't think they're that concerned over controlling our lives on a daily basis. Well, yeah, so what's what's curious there from Mike Fisher is uh so I, I don't think you can tell me what I have to put into my body. I don't think the medical field can, can suggest what I, what I have to do or mandate what I have to do. Okay. So that's all fine. But then he says in that same quote, you know, they should, but they should have daily testing for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, why Mike? Well, then, then why, you know, I, I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused with what he's saying there. Um, yeah. Not to mention are, the but- fact that you do have the freedom but your employer also has the freedom to not want you to work for them for the safety of their employees. Um, so there's nobody that says you have to do this. Nobody's taking away that freedom. It's just your choice. If you're working for somebody, if you don't want to take the vaccine and keep everybody mm-hmm. around you that works with you safe, then that's your choice. Well, if you have kids, think of it that way. I don't know if they have kids yet. I think they do. Uh, oh, Mike yeah, Fisher they do. Like- yeah. And, and, and there's a birthday party, okay, that your kid got invited to, but nobody's vaccinated, okay? Let's throw them in the car and drop them off there for a couple hours. At, at, and, and, and kids are now getting some of this, right? They're, they're getting COVID. So, you know what I was blown away by? I don't know, just get vaccinated. Yeah. For God's sake, just get vaccinated. <laughs> I can tell you this, the city of Ottawa has gotten awful tired of wearing masks, I mean, in a perfect world, we nobody really wants to wear a mask, but it's not that intrusive. It's not that problematic. But I would guess like 50, 60% of the Ottawa fans that were at the Sens-Vegas game this past Thursday night were not wearing their masks. And obviously, mm-hmm. they have to come off for a little while while you have a bite to eat or a drink or something. But mm-hmm. it was it was pretty clear to me that uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't the reason. They just didn't have their masks on, and none of the ushers were enforcing it either. And then meanwhile, the players who were at that game, not saying they got it from the fans, but just in the big picture, just to remind everybody, it's still out there. The guys that you watched that night, ladies and gentlemen, without your mask on, there's a bunch of them who now have COVID. Right. 
It's weird. I will come no. I'll, I'll come nowhere near agreeing with anyone about not getting vaccinated, Steve, until someone shows me that that somebody died from the vaccination. That that then we're then we're into a whole new ballgame, right? Okay. Until someone says this guy would have lived, but he got vaccinated and now he's dead, or girl or whoever. Now right. now we're into now we're into something where your eyebrows are raised, going, yikes, yikes. I have not okay. heard a story like that. I'm sure. I'm sure no. it's happened, but I, I have not heard one yet. My ex-wife's on a COVID team, and she's she's treating people twice now who've decided not to get vaccinated, who are coming into the hospital with COVID. <laughs> Second time, you know. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. troubling stuff for I, sure. I, 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 uh, meanwhile, vaccinated. you wonder about Aaron Rodgers and what his uh, yeah get the vaccine. Yeah, uh, you wonder about Aaron Rodgers and and what his business relationships will look like moving forward. Because you you say the things Aaron Rodgers did on the Pat McAfee podcast late last week. You say those types of things, you're going to be vilified by a lot of people. Some will go, some will be neutral. They'll say, okay, well, it's it's his right to say that. And some will celebrate it. It's like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, that's right. Vaccines, mm-hmm. boo, they're out to get us. Um, so what would his endorsements say to all of that? State Farm is probably the biggest one. He does some hilarious TV ads for State Farm. Right. And they've released a statement on the partnership. I don't know if it's that unreasonable. You think about it from a business standpoint. Um, I don't know. Tell me what you think. This is what State Farm had to say. He's been a great ambassador. Aaron Rodgers has been a great ambassador for our company for much of the past decade. We don't support some of the statements he's made, but we respect his right to have his own personal point of view. We recognize our customers, employees, agents, and brand ambassadors come from all walks of life with differing viewpoints on many issues. Our mission at State Farm is to support safer, stronger communities. To that end, we encourage vaccinations, but we also respect everyone's right to make a choice based on their personal circumstances. Do you think people go after State Farm hearing something like that? Or saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers is your, your spokesperson. We're not doing business with you anymore. Yeah, when when you sign the big endorsement deal, Stevie, you give up you give up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You really do. You give up a lot of stuff. the The main one, the main one you give up is exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going through. That uh, this public statement he made about the the vaccine um, now opens you up to all of that, mm-hmm. all of that, Stevie. Okay, uh, I'm 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 canceling my policy with State Farm. Right, uh, you, you they've they've kind of they can kind of hold you hostage. They kind of got you over a barrel, but that's life in the big, bad world of in- endorsing athletes. You know? Right. Um, what, what does state farm do? Uh, in this situation, Stevie, they could, they could probably come back with the same argument um, of clients that they might have who weigh in saying, uh, okay, if you, if you get rid of Aaron Rodgers over this thing, uh, I'm out. Okay. So you have that. Then you're going to have other people going, um, you have to get rid of them or I'm out. Right. So now, now you got you got opposite sides, right? Uh, so I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to renew my season's tickets. I'm not, I, you know, I am, I'm not. I, that's that's life in that 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 world of, of being a representative of, of a corporation, you know? Yep. It, so the like, Packers, uh, meanwhile, uh, not very good. They lose to Kansas City in that game and... Uh... Yeah, Packer fans are probably 
the right thinking ones are probably a little torn about Aaron Rodgers these days, but they're certainly from a football perspective. Uh, they can't wait to get him back. Um, mm-hmm. One NFL note I wanted to mention, because you like to throw down a couple of shekels as we close out the show today. We had a game that was like the most shocking upset I've seen in years. In fact, only six teams since 1990 have pulled off a win when entering a game a more significant underdog than the Jacksonville Jaguars were to the Buffalo Bills. If you were betting like on right now, who should win the Super Bowl, who you think's going to win, your longest odds were the Jacksonville Jaguars. The best odds were the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills fell to the Jaguars 9-6 to on Sunday. This, kids, is why <laughs> you should try and stay away from NFL gambling or gambling in right. general. Yeah. Crazy, uh, huh? Uh, it, it is. It is. But um, not to mention Dallas-Denver. Dallas somehow lost to Denver. Broncos had their third-string quarterback in there. The Cowboys, they had won six in a row. And, and, and the Broncos had just traded their star defender in Vaughn Miller to the L.A. Rams a couple of days earlier. Everybody expected Dallas in a cakewalk. Right. I know. It was 30 to nothing Broncos at one point before the Cowboys put up 16 points in garbage time. So that was not only an upset, but a blowout in the other direction. So crazy stuff that- in the NFL Sunday. Yeah, that that Zach Prescott was just brutal. Dak was brutal. Dak, I mean, sorry, whatever. That's how bad he is. I don't even want to use his real name. (laughs) Which is surprising. He's been really good all year, but yeah, he was junk on Sunday for sure. I know. I know. Like he was missing receivers by by like five, six yards, man. Yeah. Throwing it over their head. And uh anyway, behind them, he he was just terrible. He was terrible. But I like the Stevie. Final thought. A guy who likes the a guy who likes the action, I love the underdog. I really do. Whenever I bet, and I, I I don't do it much anymore, but I used to. Whenever I do, though, I um, I look back at my my bets. I used to keep track of them to see how I was doing. I almost all the time, Steve, almost all the time took the underdog. Still do, still do. And Stevie, I'm not very successful at betting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shocker! Go figure. Can no, I no get figure. the shocker? All I right. can't believe they beat them. Wait, what? You can't believe what? I can't believe the favorite won that game. Uh, okay, I guess I can. Yeah. Jimmy the Geek. Jimmy the Geek. How about that? Uh, oh, we'll take our leave right there, ladies and gentlemen. Our website is stevewproject.com. We hope you join us in our next episode. Thanks for joining us in this one, and we'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.